0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Just Browsing Podcast. I'm your co-host, Zach. Back again with Matt today after a couple weeks hiatus here um, with another movie flashback. So um, for those of you who have been longtime listeners, you probably are familiar with the Concept and the layout of the movie flashbacks. But for those of you who are new, here's a quick brief rundown of how this it works. This is a movie flashback, flashback. Yeah, this is a flashback, flashback. <laughs> flashback redo. So I think this if you is will.
1: our second episode flashback of, of the redo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we're redoing our earlier episode, probably from middle to late 2020 of 2014
0: right yeah so this idea got started so I started keeping track of so for those of you who don't know how this works I'll just give a brief rundown so I started back in 2013 putting together a spreadsheet at the end of every year of the movies that were released that year that I got to see and then I rate them on a scale of one to five stars and then I would put together my top five And I had done that a couple years before 2013, like on just paper and stuff, but I I started tracking it in spreadsheets because it's kind of fun to look back um, as the years go by and see like what my tastes were and what some of my favorite movies were for those years. Um, So anyway, we started with 2013, worked our way all the way up. I think we even did a 2021 movie review. And now we're going back. We did a 2013 kind of movie flashback redo, and then this is the 2014 one. So it's been quite a while since we've done one of these episodes, but... We're basically going to work our way back through the years from 2013. And then the idea that we had kind of come up with, just, you know, shooting the shit on one of these episodes, kind of spitballing ideas, was that I would take the lists of top fives from every year, from 2013 all the way through whenever we do it, if it's next year or whatever, and try and pick the ultimate top five of like the last nine or ten years basically maybe we should wait until what next year would be well i guess we could do 2024 and include 2023 in it and that would be 10 years exactly of movies we could do that and do like the ultimate ultimate top five of the last 10 years basically yeah, so, so from we'll like 2013 to, doing, to 2023.
1: So we'd have to get these mm-hmm. done. We ha- we could do that I mean any time in 2024, but we'll have to make sure that we get through 2021 movies. Yeah. The flashbacks of the flashback. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd have to make sure we get done with these. Yeah. Like earlier in 2024.
0: Yeah, which is fine. We have plenty of time for that. But um you know, we, we've we've been doing kind of I think the last time we did one of these was maybe I don't know, late last year or maybe it was as far back as 2020. I can't remember. We did a bunch of them in a row, and then we took a long break.
1: We did one of these. N- I mean, when I say not too long ago, I don't think it was that that long ago, but it was definitely 2021.
0: Um, we have not done one of these this year. Um, so anyway, we're kind of back to hopping on this because it's it's not that we're like out of ideas, but it's just a it's a it's a running series of ideas that we can do for this podcast, um, and, and we're going to kind of get back to that here over the next few episodes, maybe. Or maybe just over the next few months, just kind of um, drop them, you know, in- intersperse them between a bunch of random ideas. November. So, so yeah. Of last year.
1: It's almost okay. a year ago we did yeah, yeah. our 2013 movie Flashback Flashback.
0: So, yeah. It's been almost a year since we've we've, we've jumped back on this. So, I think it's about time. Um, yeah. So, without further ado, I think for um, – for anyone who has already listened to the 20 the original 2014 movie flashback, um we'll do just a real quick rehash of the movies that were on the original list. Um and for anyone who didn't listen to that original episode, uh I highly recommend you go back, listen to the original 2014 movie flashback and then come back to this one and this will be an update as of the basically what these movie flashback redos are are the me going back and adding in the movies that were released in that calendar year that I have seen since then. So obviously the and original today list. Will shock you. <laughs> so the original list in 2014 was put together in 2014 or in early 2015 of the movies that had been released in 2014. But obviously it's been eight years since then and I have seen a lot more of the 2014 release movies in the intervening eight years. So I've gone back Added in those movies, ranked those, and I've reshuffled my top five. So, and I think, I don't know. Did you have a chance to look at yours and put together your top five? So, I couldn't I think find you, my old top five. I was going to say, I think you put together one when we, when we originally recorded. Yeah, so. but I couldn't find it anywhere
1: because okay. I'm pretty sure I put it together and then I just closed out of the sheet without and saving it. And didn't save it, okay. So, I do have <clears> my list of, of my new top five, or I'll just give at least my top five movies, okay. not necessarily in any order.
0: All right. All right. Well, that works. Um, okay. Well, so that's it for um, longtime listeners and for new listeners. That's the rundown. So without further ado, I'm going to quickly run through the original list um, that was on the original 2014 movie Flashback, and then we'll start going through the new movies, and then we'll get to the top fives at the end. All right. The original list, starting at the top, was 22 Jump Street, 300 Rise of an Empire, A Million Ways to Die in the West, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Chef, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Deliver Us from Evil, Divergent, Edge of Tomorrow, Exodus, Gods and Kings, Fury, Godzilla, Gone Girl, Guardians of the Galaxy, Hercules, Interstellar, Let's Be Cops, Lucy, Need for Speed, Neighbors, Noah, Robocop, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, The Gambler, The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies, The Interview, The Lego Movie, The Monuments Men, The One I Love, The Rover, This Is Where I Leave You, Transcendence, Transformers, Age of Extinction, and finally X-Men Days of Future Past. So that was 35 movies that I had originally seen in 2014. Now, I added an additional in the intervening eight years 37 movies from 2014 uh, that I have seen since then. So, um, all right. Without further ado, I'll just go in alphabetical order here. That's kind of how I have them sorted on my spreadsheet. But um, Three Days to Kill. Not sure if you've heard of that one or if you've seen that one. It's a pretty forgettable Kevin Costner movie, I'm pretty sure. It's one of those classic, like, I don't know about you, but do you see the trope a lot of times in, like, spy movies or action thriller movies where like you take this guy who's like this unstoppable badass and you have to bring him down some at, at, like bring him down a peg to other people's level to make it like oh my gosh there's stakes now and he might be able to die like he gets poisoned or something this is one of those things so he's like, so, like this, a
1: superman versus batman bullshit where kind of yeah you, knocked down to right. actually you gotta like he, bring you know?
0: him down to like a level where his his mortality is now brought into question kind of thing I've heard of it, but never watched it. It was kind of one of those. I only gave it two stars. I didn't think it was very good. Um, The next movie is called A Most Violent Year. Um, I gave this one three stars. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty let down by this one. That that might actually be kind of a high ranking for that. Um, It's got Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac in it. It's an A24 movie, I'm pretty sure. And A24 is pretty hit or miss to me. Um, A lot of people really kind of have a hard-on for those movies, but um, I'm not super stoked about a lot of them and this is one that based on the trailer i thought would be really good and then just didn't actually end up being that awesome in life. nothing ruins
1: movies more than a good trailer in my opinion. i know because they know. get they're like they suck you in with the the best scenes of the movie and yeah. then you go sit there and you're like well what the fuck like right, right. all the good stuff you showed me and then you just it happens a lot of bullshit for it happens other. a lot Three hours. Dude,
0: I think these these companies that make trailers have gotten too good at it. Like, the trailers look amazing now.
1: I mean, they do their job. They sell you on scene the yeah. movie, yep. but then you get in the movie and you're like, I'll never rewatch that again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I haven't seen this movie since then. It, it, it honestly seems like one of those movies that I might have a different opinion on if I rewatch it. Um, I remember it being a lot slower than I originally thought it was going to be. They kind of set you up to think that this is going to be like a kind of an action-packed Movie, but it's not. It's more of like a slow burn. Um, but it's not bad. It's not. It's just not really good. Um, the next movie on the list is called A Most Wanted Man, and I believe this was actually one of Philip Seymour Hoffman's last movies. Um, he may have. This may have even come out after he passed away. Um, I gave this three stars. It's kind of about like a spy, like Cold War type spy ring stuff, um, spycraft, and he's kind of like a. <clears throat> I don't know what you would call it, but like a guy who runs like a ring of, you know, spies, essentially. I don't really know what you would call that, but it's not bad. Um, The next one is called A Walk Among the Tombstones, which is a Liam Neeson movie that's a really, like, dark and kind of depressing like detective story. story. Um, It's actually one of my more... It's one of my favorite Liam Neeson movies. Um, Very, very dark. If you're into, like... Dark, intense, kind of detective mystery stories, that's a good one to watch. Um, next up on the list is American Sniper, which I gave five stars. That's I was pretty well, blown you away by that. just movie. end the
1: podcast here and you'd be on your way home.
0: I was pretty blown away by that movie when so, I first saw it. Well, Dude, did you
1: know that Chris Kyle's family actually like Bradley Cooper took the role so seriously by putting on weight, becoming muscular? The facial hair and everything that his family, Chris Kyle's family, actually was like, you look, you like, you look so much like him. Like you,
0: that's cool. Like pictures were like badass,
1: very close. And I was like, that's, I mean, one, that's he's the most iconic, one of the most iconic of many soldiers, you know, that fought for the U.S. But it's like the story, the way the movie was like, just fucking insane.
0: Wasn't he like? One of, if not the most decorated sniper in like, I think American he is military history. The most history. decorated yeah.
1: sniper with the most confirmed kills. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I was going to say, do you remember the ending of this movie? So I went and saw this in theaters when it came out. And do you remember the ending where they're kind of showing the credits? but they're and they're, it's like like any based on a true story movie they'll they'll show you like the pictures and pictures and then like little paragraphs will come up saying like this is actually what happened to so and so after this and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and they were kind of going over how he got this is not a spoiler alert cuz it's based on real shit you can just look up it actually happened to this guy but he got killed by this guy who he had taken to the gun range mm-hmm. right who was like mentally unstable he, and he was shot him a, He or was a
1: fellow soldier yeah. fighting. So, so when he came home um, from Afghanistan and when he – I believe he did fully retire from military life yeah. – he took on, you know, helping other returning soldiers with PTSD because he had been on the yeah. front lines, you know, boots on the ground, going yeah. through Iraq, Afghanistan, all of the crazy shit they did. He was there. A lot of his so like he he understood wounded warrior type stuff, right? Yeah. So so he would take them to like a shooting range, and that was his his way of helping them with therapy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I know you know with, with PTSD, a lot of them don't like fireworks, right? Because it brings back you know sounds of war and stuff like that but he would take him to shooting ranges and that was like a very good therapy that, that he realized was good for some people and he took on this guy that his he didn't know anything about it was kind of like a last second thing i'm pretty sure and his wife didn't have a good feeling about it i think and she advised him against it but he wanted to help him and he ended up killing him at the gun yeah. range.
0: Yeah, because this guy was like mentally unstable. Right, he, and- he
1: he was, you know, the war took its toll on him. Yeah, um, and it, he ended up killing killing him at the, yeah. the gun range, and yeah, it's like one of the most tragic ending to such like a storied person. Right, and it's just like
0: and it's such a sad way. You know, you would think a guy like that, you, you either you you expect like kind of one of two storybook endings, right? Like, there's the go out in a blaze of glory ending, right. or the, like, he gets to grow old with his kids.
1: Right. Well, did you know and that... And
0: ne- neither of those happened, you know?
1: Did you know when he took the shot to kill the, the Taliban sniper or whatever, that the only... They were on the wrong roof, or the, the airstrike that came in had the wrong roof targeted. The only reason they they survived was that the airstrike, they saw, like, the reflective tape or whatever on the US soldiers' vests. So they didn't, they were going to bomb the wrong building. Oh, shit. They were going to kill all of them. The rooftop they were on, they were going to bomb. And it was like his shot that made, like, I I don't know, like, the full story behind it, but, like, they were on the wrong roof and they were lucky that the F 16s or whoever were flying over them saw, like, this reflective tape. And didn't end up blowing up the building they were on, so like they, they all might have just died anyways. That's a when he killed. That's a really
0: sniper. common thing in warfare is friendly fire. It's it's more common than people would like to admit.
1: Oh yeah, well I mean it's hard to com- I mean think of all the communications you've got ground teams and you got air teams yeah. and you got you know people back at command and it's just and like, just
0: the utter chaos of warfare. Well oh, yeah, if you're shooting at people, yeah.
1: you're not going to sit there and be like yeah. Oh speaking of that, okay, have you watched um, Twelve Strong?
0: No, I haven't seen it.
1: Okay. <clears throat> watch it. It's decent. And it's crazy because... The Chris Hemsworth movie, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's based on a true story Okay. about the first 12 Americans to see battle in Afghanistan. Interesting, okay. So watch it because All I right. was like... I didn't realize it was based on a true story. Yeah. And I watched it on my flight, and um, it was really good. Pretty good? I, I, I enjoyed it.
0: Cool. All right, I'll check it out. But yeah, American Sniper's great. And isn't American Sniper... There's a book about him, right? I don't yep. know if it's a autobiography or if it was a biography made about him. I can't remember, but I might have to check that out at some point.
1: I think I'll have to search because I, but I think he wrote some of it. I think he wrote some of the story. Yeah.
0: So partially autobiographical. Um, I will say that is, so obviously Clint Eastwood directed that movie and my mileage kind of varies on Clint Eastwood directed movies. Obviously he's one of the most iconic movie stars of all time. Um, but he has not, in my opinion, made a lot of really, truly great directorial movies, at least in recent years. This one, though, stands above many that he has released in recent years. It's very, very good. I, I think my my main issue with a lot of the movies he has directed in recent years is they're very slow and very boring. Like, they're just... Yeah, it takes it, a long he, Like,
1: it, it tries to build up for, like, that one yeah. big drop, and then the drop is like yeah. a little speed bump sometimes. Well,
0: yeah, and it, and it's it's almost like he he has this fascination with taking direct from the headlines stories and making right. movies about them, which is cool. I'm glad we have people that it are doing that. It has to be the right headline. Yeah, but it's like sometimes it just it I almost feel like it should have just been a documentary or something, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he directed Sully and I kind of felt that way about Sully. Like Sully's not bad, but it's just kind of like I, this could have s- just been it's a documentary. A slow it's very movie. slow, you know what I mean? Like most of it's just about them bickering about what happened on the actual flight I mean, rather yeah, like than he's like a
1: great story but just yeah. it's kind of like did this need a movie right because we're we're sitting in a courtroom <laughs> all movie long
0: right and that's like, what i mean a, a lot of his movies recently are kind of like that but american sniper stands apart it's a very well-made movie and it's kind of him and his element you know right. i mean he's he's a guy who's used to making westerns used to making when war think, movies
1: if i'm not mistaken he served in the military i think. I don't, I, I don't
0: movie. know, but um, he certainly portrayed soldiers before, and he certainly portrayed tough guy, you know, cowboy gunslinger type roles before. So that's very much in his uh, niche area. But um, really, really good performance from Bradley Cooper, like you said, you kind of mentioned it. I think he, I believe he gets an Academy Award nomination for that. Um, yeah, highly recommend that movie. I, I'm gonna have to rewatch he, it again. He was in soon.
1: the army from 1951 oh, to 1953. Wow. So dude, Clint, war, Clint Eastwood's
0: been around a long time. He's like 90, 92. Yeah. 92. And dude's still making movies. It's pretty fucking insane. Honestly, he just still directing movies every year.
1: Hey, as long as you stay healthy.
0: Yeah. Um, this one, this next movie after American sniper is actually a very, very late edition. I just saw this like two weeks ago. So it's October. We usually do spooky season, scary movie month. Uh, this movie is Annabelle, the 2014 conjuring universe spinoff movie. Um, I gave it four stars. I honestly will say I had really written off the Annabelle movies. I had never seen them until just recently. In fact, I've only still seen the first one. I want to watch the next two, but I had kind of written them off as like, oh, it's just them trying to milk this conjuring never cash cow. It's scary. It's legitimately terrifying. Like I would say not as scary and not nearly as good of a story as like conjuring one and two, but close. And it I, I just I was expecting like You know, a few jump scares here and there and a not very high quality movie, but I was I was pretty impressed. I was terrified. That's a scary movie.
1: Not gonna catch me watching it. So
0: any horror fans out there, uh check out Annabelle if you haven't had a chance.
1: Or don't. Um,
0: This next movie I have on here, I highlighted it in yellow because it's one of those weird ones. Like I think I had this on the twenty thirteen list. Because if you go to IMDb, it was released in 2013. But if you look on like Wikipedia, it was released early 2014. So I don't know technically when I saw it, technically when the release date is. Um, but I put bad words on here again. Sorry if that's a duplication from the 2013 movie flashback. I gave this one three stars. It's a very entertaining Jason Bateman movie. He directed it and starred in it. Um, typical Jason Bateman being like the smug, smartass type character. Uh, and going around as a grown man competing against kids in a spelling bee. It's pretty funny. It's a good concept um this next one is called better living through chemistry this is kind of a lesser known movie um it's got sam rockwell in it and it's basically about this pharmacist who is kind of and i haven't seen this in a while i've only seen it the one time but if i can remember right he's basically kind of going through like a midlife crisis type thing and since he's a pharmacist he figures out how to like Mix together certain drugs in the exact oh. concoction he needs to like kill it in like marathons and bike races and stuff. And he starts going around and, like going in these bike races and like juicing himself up with drugs and shit. It's pretty entertaining actually. He's just like getting himself into trouble and stuff. Pretty good movie if you're wanting like a light kind of entertaining watch. Um Next up is Birdman. And this is the one that came out. This is the um Alejandro Inheritu I think is his name. The director's name. He... It's a Michael Keaton starring movie that came out in 2014. was a big awards favorite. In fact, I think it won Best Picture that year. Um, it's one of those movies that, looking at it, if you watch the trailer, you're like, oh, it looks kind of artsy and it's probably not very good. It is artsy, but it's very good. I highly recommend it. And it's a very good kind of – it's a perfect role for Michael Keaton because he's like – him and the director are in on the same joke of like making fun of – almost his real life of portraying batman in multiple movies and he like plays an aging actor trying to put on trying to write star and direct his own like broadway play but he's a former movie actor in this movie who used to be this character called birdman and he made like four birdman movies that were like super super uh popular so it's kind of the whole dialogue on like You know, these guys are artists and they feel like being in superhero movies. Some of them feel like being in superhero movies is like beneath them and kind of Mm -hmm. selling out type thing. And he wants to make true art again and all this kind of stuff. It's actually very, very good. And the whole movie is shot like one continuous take. It's very, very cool the way it's shot. Like characters walk into the room and then people start to disperse and the camera just follows those two people out of that doorway and you follow them down a hallway and all this kind of stuff. It's really cool. The way it's directed is very, very interesting. So, um, and that's the guy who actually went on to direct. Leonardo DiCaprio's Oscar-winning performance in *The Revenant*. Same director. Um, Great movie. Yeah,
1: another one of those really long, like you. Very could long, cut kind out, of a grueling. Minutes. Yeah, but good. Very, <laughs> very
0: good. Very good. Um, the next movie on here is called *Dracula Untold*. Have you ever seen *Dracula Untold*? I have not. Very entertaining. Um, I gave this one three and a half stars. Um, it's got Luke Evans. He actually showed up in the Hobbit movies. He's like the guy who shoots that big arrow at Smaug and like catches him under the belly or under the wing or whatever it is. Um, I like him a lot as an actor and he, he basically, you know, per the title plays Dracula in this movie. And it's like a very, if you like underworld or like resident evil, any, any movies kind of like that, it's very much in that vein, kind of like not exactly low budget, but kind of like cheap popcorn monster flick movie. Pretty entertaining. Something just to entertain. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's very entertaining. Um, this this next movie is called Foxcatcher. I literally gave this movie one star. Um, this is the Steve Carell movie and Channing Tatum movie, and actually Mark Ruffalo is in this as well. Um, about it's based on a true story about like the Dupont, one of the Dupont like heirs to like that Dupont fortune. Right. Is this fucking weird guy? Steve Carell plays this guy. He's a weird guy. It's based on a true story, I guess. Who like. Is obsessed with wrestling or something, and he basically gets these two brothers, Channing Tatum and Mark Ruffalo, play these two brothers who are like Olympic level wrestlers. And he this DuPont guy basically is so rich. He like has he builds his own like wrestling training facility at his like compound and has these guys come here and wrestle. And he has this weird kind of like homoerotic obsession with Channing Tatum's character. And anyway, it ends up in this like killing that happens that's not really a spoiler to say because again it's based on true story but it's very not good it's just me and Zach Culver went and saw this in theaters and we were like Honestly pissed off that we paid money to Why see it. Did I like we spend it, money on this. We like we literally when the movie ended we were like D- I'm mad that I spent money and <laughs> watch it. It was bad. And the trailer's fucking again the trailer's tricked really us cuz I'm like the trailer looks amazing. It's like this incredible acting and I, and I will say the acting is top notch. Like Steve Carell, Channing Tatum. Storyline
1: and everything killing else just it. sucks. Everything
0: else just sucks. It's just like what am I watching? It's very strange. So anyway, I don't recommend Foxcatcher to anyone who wants to watch that. Got it. Um this next movie is called Frank. I only gave Frank two stars. This is a super Damn weird Frank. movie. Basically, it's I don't really remember what happens, but Michael Fassbender, who's honestly one of my favorite working actors and is just incredible, plays a character named Frank who walks around with this giant, like, fake, almost like uh, mascot head on, like a mascot you would see at like a ballpark all the time, and he never takes it off, and he like talks to and interacts with everyone and acts like nothing is abnormal. (laughs) But he's he's wearing, no one, you never see his face really. He's always wearing this like mascot head. So that part of it's kind of funny and it's like weird and quirky, but also like trying to be kind of serious and there's like this serious kind of, like Friends drama thing going on. I don't really remember the plot, but it was it's not very good. I don't know. It's kind of a weird okay, movie. Okay, I'm
1: going to jump in real quick on some random movie. Have you ever seen Napoleon Dynamite? <laughs> yes, dude. I was just <laughs>
0: talking about that movie the other day, actually.
1: One of the weirdest, stupidest, weirdest most, movie. No storyline ever, but great movie. But hilarious it's somehow. fucking great. Hilarious.
0: I think with, with Napoleon Dynamite, people are either, this movie's hilarious, or people are like, this movie fucking sucks. Why are you making me watch it? There's like only two paths with Napoleon Dynamite. No one watches Napoleon Dynamite. said, like, yeah, it's not bad.
1: It's like I love Napoleon <laughs> Dynamite. It's like what the fuck? It's I like, just wasted. What is that an hour garbage fucking movie? Life. Sorry, um, I had to bring that up.
0: No, no, no. That that definitely relates to Frank. Um, the next movie is called Hector and the Search for Happiness. And dude, I highly recommend Hector and the Search for Happiness. Can't recommend it enough. Does he find it's got, happiness? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think he does. It's uh, it's got Simon Pegg him. in it who. People will probably know from like Shaun of the Dead and uh, Hot Fuzz, those movies. And he's also um, recently been in the Mission Impossible movies with uh, Tom Cruise. Um, It's basically about this guy who's like a psychiatrist, and I think him and his wife are both psychiatrists, and he's he gets fed up with his like boring, monotonous life, and he determines that he's not happy. He's just kind of going through life, and he goes on this journey and just starts traveling the world, and he's trying to find happiness he's basically like interviewing people who seem happy and anyway he kind of it's like an adventure movie he gets into all these hijinks shit goes wrong shit goes well he meets a bunch of cool people insightful like wise people and it's very emotional and it's very like uplifting highly recommend that movie um i feel like it's not very widely seen but i i can't recommend it enough um horrible bosses two i gave this one three stars um it's not as good as the first one, but it's not bad.
1: It's one of those like, how do you beat the first one?
0: Yeah, the first one's really good. Like the first I, one I thought the first one was hilarious. Great. This one's just okay. Um, it's,
1: it's another one of those like, we're gonna reach, but it's gonna be more of an entertainment type reach, and yeah, I think they yeah. hit that reach. They were like, yeah, I hopefully don't make a horrible boss's three, yeah, it like, a three. bosses three. Yeah, it definitely doesn't need three. bad bosses are you gonna get? Yeah. Right, but it's like, all right, yeah, you you got my attention. I watched. It was funny, but it's it's a little bit like like let's the Hangover
0: stretch. two, where it's like. Okay, it was pretty funny. I got some laughs.
1: It's not great. It was kind of just
0: a rehash of the first one. And then the third one comes out, and you're like, this is terrible. You guys should have not made another one. So I hope they don't do that with horrible bosses. But great cast. I love uh, Jason Sudeikis, uh, Jason Bateman, and then Charlie Cox. Is that his name? I forget his name. Anyway. I believe so. But those three together, hilarious. And, of course, they do like what any any, – famous comedy movie sequel does where they throw in a bunch of like uh cameos like chris pines in there yep. christoph waltz is in there i think a couple other people are in there um it's not bad it's, it's pretty entertaining um this next one's called inherent vice and i gave this movie five stars i was a huge huge fan of this movie i own this movie i, wa- I re-watch it periodically it's a joaquin phoenix movie it's got um owen wilson josh brolin's in it uh, benicio del toro's like a very very good cast um, it's a Paul Thomas Anderson directed movie, based on a Thomas Pynchon novel. Um, it's very strange. It's kind of. It's a. It, I would describe this movie as like, it's a real vibe movie. Like, it's basically set in like the '70s in California, and Joaquin Phoenix's character plays a private detective who's a stoner, like a mad stoner, and just does all kinds of drugs and shit. So it's kind of like told through his perspective. So the plot is all kind of over the place and like stuff kinda of connects, but then doesn't really make sense. And he's kind of trying to unfurl this mystery the whole way along. But it's full of like really, really entertaining performances. It's it's really well shot. The soundtrack's great. I am a huge fan of this movie. It out of all the Paul Thomas Anderson movies I've seen, it might be my favorite. And I, I Oh really? I kind of, my mileage varies on him a little too. It's almost like half and half. Like half of them I've seen, I hated half of them. Like this is a really good movie. This is in that lot where I, I'm a huge fan of this movie. So Inherent Vice, highly recommend it. <clears throat> the next one up is a movie called It Follows, which is a horror movie from this year that, you know how I was talking to you the other day about, I don't know what movie it was, but I was like, you know when it, you know what sucks is when a movie is like just shy of being awesome.
1: Right, like it's missing one or two key, yeah. key things. Yes.
0: This is one of those movies. So I gave this movie three stars. If you're a horror fan, if you like horror movies, give it a watch. You're not gonna be mad. But it I feel like it just missed being like an all time classic horror movie. It's got a really cool concept um, where basically there's this. Being, You don't know what it is. Some sort of like a demon or something that chases people and the way to get it, if it ever catches you, it kills you. No. But the way to get it to stop chasing you and chase someone else is to have sex with someone and then it chases that person. So it's almost like a demonic STD. <laughs> and so Jeez. basically this dude, like it starts off this, this woman or this girl has sex with this guy and... And he, like, wakes her up. He, like, he like drugs her or something. And she wakes up and she's tied to this chair. And he's like, I'm not going to hurt you, but I need to tell you what's gonna about to happen to you. We just had sex and basically I did this because of this reason. So if you see this thing coming for you, you need to run away from it. And, and like, it's very interesting because the demon always appears to people as, like, something different it'll be like some sort of human like figure but all it does is walk towards you it never like runs or anything it just walks at a leisurely pace towards you and if you ever let it catch you it kills you so
1: you just got on like an airplane and flew away
0: well so that's the thing is like it'll take it the the further you go right the longer it's going to take it to get there but it'll eventually walk to where where it's just going to keep going no matter what so while you're asleep it's still walking towards you all that kind of shit so the way to get it away from you is to have sex with someone so who then has sex with another person who has sex with another person. All you got to do is
1: f- fly to Amsterdam and go <laughs> in one of like the the uh, – they're not whorehouses, but – Like you, a brothel like or something? Like a brothel, yeah, yeah. have sex, and then you're like – Yeah. By the way, the next person you have sex with in like 15 minutes is going to have a demon following <laughs> Right, by right. So you might want to tell them. Give
0: that guy a heads up, by the way.
1: <laughs> or don't. No, the choice is yours. You know, weird shit might happen to him, but yeah, yeah. I'm clean. So
0: – it's very the concept seems kind of goofy when you when uh, when you like explain it out loud. Is but it actually
1: it's, like a scary movie? Like, oh it's yeah,
0: it's a scary movie. It's very intense and like dramatic in the way that it's it's like a lot of slow built up tension is the way it's usually shot. But
1: there's no jump scares or anything. If this thing can't, there are run. a couple of jump scares because
0: it almost gets a couple people. You know what I mean? Like it's like the thing but fucking God, shows up, me, just- and it and it like appears as different things to different people. Like I said, so there's like I remember there's one part scared the shit out of me. There's basically like these two characters are in a room talking and they go to open the door, and the thing is there, but it appears as like this eight foot tall, like creepy looking dude in like a suit, and it like bends in, it's bends its head in under the door and starts walking towards them, and they like have to dive out the window and shit. It's fucking scary. So I'm telling you, it's a I scary got, movie. I'm gonna
1: look up this preview you, now. You're, you're gonna
0: have to watch the trailer when we get done recording, and I, I I recommend it to anyone out there who's a horror fan. But like I said, it, it's just shy of being like a a really good horror movie. I would say it's just it's just just good. It's just like an average horror movie. It, it
1: entertains.
0: It's it's it entertain I wasn't mad that I watched it, but I wanted it to be a little bit better. So that's it follows. So yeah, when we get done recording, we'll pull up the trailer for this and I, I can show you what I mean. Like it's definitely not a spoof. It's definitely a horror movie, but the concept is really kind of kind of bizarre. Um next up is Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit, which is the Chris Pine um Jack Ryan movie which obviously is the famous Tom Clancy character. Um, I believe this one also has Kevin Costner in it, playing like the, you know, best. I'm
1: not a big fan of the Jack Ryan movies.
0: No, this one's actually not bad. I like it. I gave it three and a half stars. I think it's got Kira Knightley in it. Um, and Chris Pine does a really good job. I'm a big Chris Pine fan. Um, and Kevin Costner's just in like a perfect role for him where he's kind of like the gruff, kind of rough, fatherly figure who's also right. like no business kind of thing. Like you need to get your shit done, but also I kind of care about you type thing. Like that's perfect for him. Um, and it's it's got a uh, Kenneth Branagh playing a, a Russian villain, which is like, f- fuck yeah! Like anytime Kenneth Branagh's a Russian villain, I'm just I'm into it. Um, so Jack Ryan Shadow Recruits not bad. If you like Tom Clancy novels, if you've liked any of the prior Tom Clancy movies with you know Ben Affleck or Harrison Ford or any of those, if you like spy thriller kind of action adventure movies, it's it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Um, Next up on the list is just straight up one of the best action movies the, that's been that made in the past let's, 10 let's years. Let's make this
1: known that Zach did not see this the and, year it, was, <laughs> yeah. it came out. Yeah,
0: and that's why it's on the new list. I did not see this in 2014. I have since then, and it has become one of my favorite franchises ever. And that, that movie is John Wick starring Keanu Reeves.
1: It's who you did it
0: to, Bro, like, come on. First of all, like. Who killed to, <laughs> his fucking dog. To people who have never seen it, I'm always like, all right, here's the setup ex badass dude, his wife dies against the young she, young Greyjoy. she gets him yeah, against the ungrade joy the
1: ungrade joy always fucking shit up his
0: wife gets him a dog, a puppy, and a fucking adorable puppy to get over her loss or his loss of her right. Bad guys show up, kill Dog, t- steal his steal car, car, badass guy murders everyone. What else do you need in a fucking movie, yep. dude? That's the greatest Badass thing. guy
1: who all these <laughs> other badass guys were yeah. happy was retired yes, yes. is now not in retirement anymore. Yes, He
0: was literally known as the boogeyman right. to like the most badass you know, people he on the goes,
1: planet. He, remember, he's like, you know, there's the guy that's the boogeyman? He goes, yeah. This is the guy you send to kill. This is the guy the you send to man. kill the fucking Boogeyman. Dude, so many great With the lines. Fucking <laughs> Dude, the, pencil. the pencil thing. And then
0: not only is this movie amazing, but two and three have also oh, been yeah. amazing. This and is just, one of those
1: that they'd never like, regress. It's like they, they coming just keep out, hitting. Going they
0: just keep hitting. And speaking of this, I think we got number four coming out next year. So I'm yeah. so excited for that. It's, it's just campy enough and like ridiculous enough to where it's like fun and you don't take it too seriously, but it's also like You get into it. Yeah, and it's got you really kill a fucking dog. Really like intimate and sort of like brutal violence to it there's a lot of hand-to-hand combat he's killing people with fucking knives and guns up close the gun action for anyone who's into guns and likes shooting the gun action is supposed to be like very very accurate it's very and realistic keanu- he, he does yeah. like
1: the gu- he goes and does yeah and keanu badges. reeves
0: yeah has done a ton of the training at what is it Terran tactical yeah. the place where joe rogan goes and stuff he's done the courses so I mean, Keanu Reeves, like you know, learned a little bit of jujitsu, did gun training, like trained with knives and it, stuff. So he like when he's in the movie killing all these guys and so, having these fight scenes, it looks real.
1: and he does all his own, well, so he does all of his own stunts. He and I don't know what he was on a late night show, and he goes, "If someone's about to get hit by like if I'm about to get hit by a car, he goes, my stuntman comes in, who's a great man. He gets hit by a car, <laughs> but I get up off the ground and then I go fight. He goes, that's <laughs> me, go. okay. the fighting." I just don't get hit by the car. Fair enough. That's, that's, probably, like, a right, yeah, that's yeah, probably a good you know, idea.
0: <laughs> Let someone else get Tom, drilled by a car And then you got like Tom
1: Cruise like, you pussy. Yeah, Tom Cruise is like,
0: I'm going to dive car. off the space station and free fall through the atmosphere.
1: Right. Without a parachute. <laughs> like Okay, Tom. Or space spacesuit. Take it easy, Everyone's like, oh, yeah, you're going to do that? He's like, yeah, watch. It's He's
0: for like, Mission okay. Impossible 8. Um, so, yeah, John Wick, I mean, for anyone who's seen it, knows why we're so excited about it. For anyone who hasn't seen it, go watch it. It's straight up one of the best we action movies made in the last 10 years, like hands down. Um, this next movie is called Kill the Messenger and this movie I actually gave three and a half stars this is a movie featuring Jeremy Renner who people probably know as Hawkeye from the Marvel Universe um, I'm a huge fan of him he's made a lot of really great movies this is based on a true story he plays a reporter who was going about uncovering the story of how the US government was basically like funneling into the US cocaine into like low income neighborhoods um, neighborhoods And I forget exactly, I lost my train of thought just now, but I forget exactly what the story was. This is like during the 80s, I want to say. 70s or 80s. 70s or 80s, somewhere in there. Anyway, I'm probably butchering the true story. I I haven't seen this movie in a while, but really, really good performance from Jeremy Renner. If you're into like journalism-type movies or uncovering of like conspiracy stuff, it's worth a watch. Jeremy Renner's great, as always. There's also some other... Um, so I forget who else is in the movie, but some other good supporting roles. Um, I highly recommend it. It's it's a, it's an entertaining movie for sure. Um, next up is Kingsman, the secret service, which I, is this the first one or the second one?
1: I think it's I can't the remember. second one. Cause isn't the first one just the Kingsman?
0: Let's look it up. Standby. Kingsman secret Ooh, service.
1: Bro, did you hear jumping to recent movies um, that China changed some of their satellites? Have you seen top gun? Maverick. Um,
0: yeah, it's fucking amazing. So
1: the this isn't necessarily a spoiler alert, but one of the very beginning scenes when he's testing out the hypersonic yeah, yeah, jet. Yeah. So apparently China thought that that was an actual legit American plane. Oh, I heard about this. Um, plane. So they changed some of their satellites to like <laughs> look at the building of this and the construction of it. And it's like and it's, a, it's, it's, it's just a movie prop.
0: It's just for Top Gun because Tom Cruise literally is out, a movie out of, out of his fucking mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, for 2022 movies, if anyone out there is listening to this and hasn't seen Top Gun Maverick, you should see it. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, I, lo- I looked it up. Kingsman, The Secret Service is the first one okay. in 2014, and that was followed by Kingsman, The Golden Circle, and then The King's Man, I think, just came out last year. Yeah. And I have not seen the second or the third one. Um, but this Kingsman, um, I think what's confused me and what – made me think it was maybe the second one is it's usually when it has like the name colon the second name that's usually reserved for like a sequel you know what i mean but this is the first one kingsman the secret service anyway um very very entertaining i think it's matthew vaughn directed um it's kind of a cool idea about like this top secret uh society of like british assassins who are basically savages but also have like really good manners they're like a bunch of james bonds right. they're a bunch of gentlemen but a bunch of gentlemen who also like kill people it's and it's it's like very very fun all the actions very fun it's got samuel l jackson playing like an absolutely ridiculous villain who has a lisp <laughs> it's just him looking like he's having so much fun playing in that role uh so I, I i recommend kingsman the secret service that's definitely a good one um this next one up is called million dollar arm this is the one you're asking me about before we started recording this is the John Hamm movie that Disney made about him. It's based on a true story. They, I don't know exactly what the story was, but he was going to like India to find. It was the, I think the it next was like,
1: like a GM that was kind of ta or like somebody was tasked with trying to bring in like a, a one of those like feel good stories for a, a professional uh, baseball team. So yeah, they go to India and they like try out a bunch of, you know, they play cricket. I think that's a national sport in India. Yep. So they throw, they bowl, I think is what it's called. They bowl yeah. the ball at like the wickets or, or what, yeah. wh- whatever those are called. Um, and they were supposed to find someone that could come over and try and like compete for a, a major league baseball contract. Yeah. And it was like a yeah. million dollar contract. And yeah.
0: It's, it's not bad. I think we talked about it's, it when we did our sports movie bracket podcast. It's entertaining,
1: probably. but it's not like jumping, you know, money ball I would put. Oh, Moneyball's way, Ball's way better. Or yeah, yeah. Trouble with the Curve is pretty good yeah. as far Trouble as finding the pictures. Yeah, Trouble with the Curve is really good. Out, yeah, for sure. Up there. <clears throat> but it's not bad.
0: If you like sports movies and you like John Hamm, it's it's worth a watch. Um, This next movie is called Nightcrawler. I gave this one three stars. This is the Jake Gyllenhaal movie set in L.A. where he's, uh, he's basically like this. And if anyone's seen the trailers for this or if anyone's seen it, you know what I'm talking oh. about. He lost a bunch of weight for this role and kind of got – like, his, his cheeks are all kind of sunk in. And he, he's playing this character who's, like, kind of a night owl-type guy. And he, like, creeps around at night doing weird shit. And he's basically a sociopath. Like, he's out of his mind. But he's he is highly ambitious. And basically, he wants to, like, be the best at something. He just doesn't really give a fuck what that is. And he doesn't care how he gets there. I want to be the best at creeping. So he what he basically does is... If you ever heard the expression, like, if it bleeds, it leads in, yeah. in news. You know, if there's a crash or an explosion at a factory or whatever, and they'll the news crews are, like, racing to get there first to get, like, footage even before, like, the paramedics and shit show up. Um, he's, like, one of those people. So he decides to start doing this on his own with a video camera, and he gets, like, a police scanner and stuff, and he starts going around and basically trying to be the first one on the scene and getting footage of these like grisly murders or car Mm. crashes or whatever it may be and selling that footage to news stations. Well, he gradually over time starts making more and more money doing this, starts getting his own crew. And then he starts doing like straight up illegal stuff. To basically be the best at whatever you would call that job, like
1: they all probably do, and
0: pushing the envelope. And he's just this really creepy fucking guy. Jake Gyllenhaal kills it. Jake Gyllenhaal is pretty much amazing in anything he does, and this is a really intense role for him. Uh, I liked it. I, I might rewatch this one at some point, but it's 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 definitely worth the watch. Um, next one up is Sin City: A Dame to Kill For. This is the Sin City sequel. Have you ever watched either of those movies? Nope. They're pretty weird. Um, they're like I don't know if anyone's really seen them. They look like they're ripped directly from graphic novel pages, which is what they're based on, I believe. They're all shot in black and white. Um, I believe Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez had something to do with both of them. Like I think Tarantino came in and shot like certain scenes. Mm-hmm. I think Robert, Rod- Robert Rodriguez directed them, I believe. Um, but it's got like Bruce Willis and you know a shit ton of like super famous right. people. But it's it's kind of like watching like a noir detective story straight from a graphic novel just in movie form it's pretty entertaining they're they're very it's a very like if you want to see something uniquely shot watch the sin city movies they're they're pretty it's like 300 kind of in kind mm. of in that vein i mean 300 is better but right like, <laughs> it's in that vein um next up is a movie called Snowpiercer, which i gave four and a half stars i this movie's amazing and did you say you've seen like part of Snowpiercer? I think Pearson? I've seen parts of it. So for anyone who hasn't heard of this movie, it's actually a foreign. Well, it's not a foreign language movie, but it's directed by. I think I can't remember the guy's name. He's same guy that just did Parasite that won Best Picture like two years ago. He's a uh, Korean director, I believe. Um, I won't know. Their it's, names. it's Chris Evans who played is probably known for you know most known for Captain America in the MCU. He's in this movie, this post-apocalyptic movie, basically about the world that has frozen over due to some climate disaster. And in order to save the last remaining fragments of humankind, this guy designed this train that basically goes around the world and it never stops moving. It never stops going, apparently. And uh, it's like this self-sustaining thing. And Anyway, on the train, like the front car is like this guy who designed the train, the conductor and like the engineer behind it. And then each train beyond that is like the upper class, the super rich. And then like the upper middle class, and then right. I, obviously as you go further back. And then the last train is like the poorest of the poor. They give them scraps to eat all this kind of stuff. And Chris Evans is, is in, he was basically born and raised on this right. train. There have been like generations of people who have grown up and lived only on this train. So imagine your world being a train car basically. Like, that's your, that's your day-to-day existence forever. I
1: guess if that's all you know.
0: And he basically leads a revolt of the poor people from the back train car all the way to the front. And it's really grisly, super intense violence. They meet resistance, obviously, at each train. Right. There's, like, this police force that kind of, like, polices the train. And they have to fight all these guys off. There's a bunch of really cool so action scenes. It's like the sh- Hunger Games, scenes. but on a train. Yeah. I mean, it's like any, any sort of post-apocalyptic dystopian futuristic story you've ever seen just put that on a train a moving train pretty cool concept right and it's like kind of ridiculous but also very good and they actually have made a tv show about this on tnt that's like already three seasons in. i haven't seen any of the of the tv show but the movie is very good i highly recommend it um this next movie is called the drop this is a probably kind of a lesser known movie starring um James Gandolfini and Tom Hardy, and it's kind of like a mob movie. And basically, the drop come. It's the drop is is a name for this bar that Tom Hardy works at. That's owned by James Gandolfini's character, where the mob will come like drop cash off. Mm. They'll keep it behind the bar, and then when whoever they need to give it to comes in, they like give it to them. So they're like not in the mob, but they're affiliated with the mob. But if they don't do what the mob tells them to right. do, then they're it's not good. They're dead. Yeah, and basically classic sort of mob telling story like someone steals some of the money or something like that and the mob comes by and they think they did it and it's this whole thing about like the mob you know slowly torturing and killing people around them trying to figure out what happened to this right. money and all like it's it's pretty good and it's very like dark and intense and it's actually a very you would think James Gandolfini having played Tony Soprano for so many years you would think his character in this movie would be one way and he's really not um, and Tom Hardy's character is, kind of. So I won't really say much more about it other than that. It's, it's a pretty good one. If you like mob movies, you'll enjoy the drop. Um, next up is The Equalizer, the Denzel Washington movie from this year. I gave this one four That's and a half good. stars. Big fan. I just found out they're making a third one. Yeah. So they made a second one that I've actually seen, which I thought was pretty good, not as good as the first one, but they're making a third one, which I think until Equalizer 2, Denzel had never made a sequel, I had heard, and now he's doing a third one. Which is kind of surprising to me, but I mean, I guess if he likes working with, I think it's Anton Fuqua who does the, who directs those movies, um, then shit. Just keep making them. I'll, I'll keep watching them. Kind
1: of like a John Wick. Yeah, it's kind of like
0: Denzel's John Wick almost. I really like him. I'm a big not fan. Not as
1: crazy as far as the right. killings and shit right. like that goes, but yeah. it's kind of like, yeah. like the same thing.
0: Well, he's a little bit more like his character is a little bit older and he's not quite as like athletic, but he's got a lot more like tricks up his right. sleeve. He's like MacGyver. He's like John he, he Wick. He thinks if, like 10 steps ahead. Right, and right. right. Then he goes, okay, I have yeah. to
1: plan for step 10 and I'm on yeah. step one, yeah. point A.
0: He's like, if John Wick and MacGyver. Right. 're combined that 's who he is but he's like an older guy, uh really really good. the Equalizer equalizer's awesome um next up is the expendables three. I gave this one two and a half stars just because i like i'm i'm a guy, and what more can a guy ask for than a fucking movie made specifically to be shown on the sci fi channel from back from like uh, or, no, no, no.
1: Spike is what Spike, I meant yeah. to,
0: Specifically to be shown on
1: Spike. With the biggest action movie star yeah, names. Yeah, literally you'll ever just think pluck of.
0: any of the biggest action movie stars you've ever heard of from the last 30, 40 years and put Russ them all Stallone, in one movie and have them murder hundreds Lundgren, of unnamed bad guys. You got
1: what? Jet Li. You got Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Terry Crews is Terry in it.
0: Terry Crews. They have um, they have Arnold. They have Bruce Willis. They have Bruce, Chuck yeah. Norris Chuck shows Norris up. shows up like every <laughs> the biggest everyone. names of everybody. Everyone. Anyone who is ever an action Jean Claude Van Damme's yep. movies, Anyone who was ever an action movie star in the like seventies, eighties, nineties, or two thousands is in these movies. Yeah.
1: Basically, they all show up and just go and people. God
0: bless Sylvester Stallone for doing that because he's fucking awesome, dude. Like and no no, he's no one the only else. Only one
1: that could bring him all. Yeah, together. he's the only one that he's like the fucking. He's like you guys need a paycheck. They're like yeah. He's like all right. Expendables fourteen. Let's go. He's like, like he's
0: like the uh, the action movie star. Nick Fury he just brings the team together to fucking kill a bunch of bad guys Um, yeah I love the Expendables movies those are awesome Um, next up is The Fault in Our Stars and it's only a movie I have watched only because my lovely wife Taya made me watch it Um, Mm, it is very sad but it's like you know typical there's okay so you know Women love to go to movies and see movies like that where they're bawling at the end of it and guys like to go see movies. Again, these, like are, these are these are generalities, but in generally speaking, guys like to go watch The Expendables 3. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I just want to see Sylvester Stallone fucking butcher like 500 guys. That's yep. all I that's all I want to see. Um next up is the Grand Budapest Hotel, which is straight up amazing. I gave this 5 stars. It's the um, It's
1: amazing.
0: Oh, what's the dude's name? I'm spacing on his name. Hang on. I got to look this up now before I forget it. Um, the direct Wes Anderson. I didn't even have to look it up. I went to IMDb and it popped in my head. Um, It's a Wes Anderson movie from this year. Um, I have not seen admittedly a ton of Wes Anderson movies, but the ones I have seen, I've really liked. He's got a very, very unique directing style. Uh, The grand Budapest hotel is, and he's become kind of known for doing these. Like I have 50 ultra famous people in my movie. Like every person in my cast. Yeah. It's like the expendables, but like an art film um it's just really really good the way it's shot is super unique just like any wes anderson movie the acting's very very good the story is funny and like moving it's just it's very very good i, I highly recommend how it. Um, good five stars good bro um out of 500 it's pretty bad <laughs> next up is the hunger games mockingjay part one which i gave four stars i'm a big fan of the hunger games movies
1: it's there there someone of the there's some of those like movies where it's like you gotta try and wrap your head around it, but then you mm-hmm. realize that there's a, a normal society, i guess which is just the rich people, and they just have a bunch of like different um what are they called districts right are districts called districts and are Egypt. like this district is for food. This district is like our cold, our mining district. Yeah, the and mining. Yeah, all they yeah. do is funnel into the rich people. It's like, well, this is like the real world more or less. Like or Just more extreme. Just yeah. a little more extreme where you put kids into a game show. Yeah. And they have to kill each other to <laughs> I feed think, their district.
0: So I've never read the books, but I think this may have been, and I could be wrong, this may have been one of the first to kick off this like big wave of like young adult, post-apocalyptic, dy- dystopian, futuristic sci-fi stories.
1: Well, like in two movies, um, like The Maze Runner. It's the yeah it's kind of like the exact same of a spinoff. Or right. Like the Divergent right. series. I don't know. if I was going to say Divergent is these. very, is very oh, yeah, similar. It's, on, it's the same year. Was Divergent say. was released.
0: So yeah, in this same year, we have the Hunger Games, Mockingjay part one. We have the Maze Runner and we have a Divergent movie. All Which very Divergent similar. Divergent is
1: the first. And then it was like Insurgent and Resurgent. I, I think. think so. Yeah. And there, it's like the exact same thing. You like yeah, yeah, yeah. are raised and then you go off into a different, like <clears throat> blue, yellow, or like red or something. And yeah, Yellow is, like, you're the farmer, you were stupid, Mm -hmm. like, you couldn't succeed is, like, the blue who are the engineers or, like, like they split society up based on your knowledge. And then there's, like, the black ones, which are, like, the explorers and, like, Uh just weird, like... Well,
0: it's classic. Like, there's a few things you need to make one of these stories. And you need an overarching, like, fascist sort of manipulative government. You need Hitler as your your leader. Right, yeah. You have everyone else who's not with that group or that person. Or have money. Or has money is divided up into sectors in society and they're siloed off from each other and they're they're kept without any food, wealth, good shelter, information about what's going on in the world, all that kind of stuff in order to quell any sort of rebellions, right? And then you have your hero of the story and then preferably your hero has to be involved in a love triangle. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's all. Very that's much. That's always part of these movies. Your hero is always involved in a love triangle. And if usually like in The Hunger Games if your hero is a girl, one of her love or interests Yeah, one of her love interests is usually like a tough badass soldier guy and the other one's usually like a more soft-hearted kind of poet-minded Pussy. guy. And then that's that's the love triangle, and then so you got to drag that out over three, three, maybe four to books.
1: Try and overthrow the government, with right? Bow and, and then you and
0: slowly, you know, your hero becomes the leader of this uprising. I'm I'm reading a, a book series right now, which is my favorite sci-fi series of all time, and it's called Red Rising. Very, very similar structure, but Red Rising is a lot more like violent. I mean, Hunger Games um, is
1: entertaining, but it's like, I, I mean, yeah. They're, so they had to base it off the novels, but it was kind of like this, kind of like just.
0: They're like, they're young adult. I mean, it's it, it carried it's, on it's, too much though. Yeah, I, like, it's, I think this franchise, the best movie in the franchise is the second one, Catching Fire. I was a huge yeah. fan of that one. Really, I liked really the liked first it. One. The first one's very good, but I thought There's the second one shoot. was like, in, in my opinion, with these, if it's either three or four movies, usually, let's say if it's three. To me what makes it an excellent series is like the first one is like sucks you into this world you're like oh right. this is really fascinating can't wait this is, the second yeah, one can't wait to see what's going on here they just start the seeds of rebellion all this kind of stuff they get you introduced to all these characters you're like okay I'm in second one they up the stakes right they expand the world you get to explore a little bit more of the world you 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 know some preferably some shit some bad shit happens to your main characters they have some setbacks but then shit escalates a lot and then the second one ends on a cliffhanger Third one comes in, and then it's the full-on revolt. It's all-out war. They're trying to overthrow the oppressors. Do they survive,
1: or does it go back to normal?
0: Usually one or two of the main characters that you've grown to become super attached to die. And then and at the then, very end,
1: they win. And then yeah. they're like, shit, I don't know anything about running a fucking country. Yeah, usually
0: that happens. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then another rich person comes and takes over. And, and it the cycle all repeats itself.
0: Again. Yep. Um, so, yeah, The Hunger Games, I'm a big fan of those movies. I'll, I'll have to rewatch them at some point here soon. And I kind of want to read the books at some point as well. I, I think, honestly, out of that whole wave of like young adult dystopian sci fi stories, I thought The Hunger Games was some of, if not the best yeah. movies that they released. I enjoyed um, them. And then we can just talk about the Maze Runner. The Maze Runner is a couple down. I gave this one three and a half stars. Um, I so just like a notch down from the Hunger Games, Mockingjay <laughs> Part One. I'm a big fan of the Maze Runner movies. I actually I saw this first one and liked it enough that I watched the next two. I think there's only three of them.
1: It's Like um, The Maze Runner, and then really
0: cool like, concept of that movie. I, I like it a lot. And again, it's it's very very similar to all the things we just named. But it's a
1: similar concept <clears throat> in the way of like young adults being put into yeah. a situation where they're like, okay, get the fuck out, right, and like figure right. out how you do it. And then when they figure out how to do it, everyone that like put them in there is like, holy shit, we never expected them to get out of this. (laughs) And then all of a sudden they're on the run and it's like, yeah.
0: And then you kind of, as they start expanding the world a little bit, you start to figure out like, oh, in this, in this society beyond these maze walls, it's, it's a post-apocalyptic world. And there's like this zombie virus that's kind of wiped out humanity. and, it's our then they're finding job other Maze like, Runners who have made yeah, it out. Like- it's, they're going to harvest our blood because there's some sort of a cure in our blood and all this kind of stuff. Very, it's, it's a cool concept. If you like the Hunger Games, if you like Divergent, any of that sort of stuff, you will enjoy the Maze yep. Runner. I, w- I would recommend it. Um, so I'll hop, I'll hop back up real quick. We're getting kind of towards the end of the list here. Um, the Imitation Game is actually, if you tuned into our World War II podcast we just did two episodes ago, I believe, this was covered on the World War II episode in our favorite movies and TV shows of, of World War II. Um, I'm, I actually just re-watched this for that podcast. Um, I won't go into too much more detail. If you want to hear more about it, um, check out that World War II podcast we just did. But Benedict Cumberbatch in an Academy Award-nominated role, um, basically a World War II set movie where he plays Alan Turing, who for anyone who knows, is basically the father of what would we, what we would now consider to be the modern day computer. And he basically designed a machine like that to crack what was called the German Enigma Code, which is what they used to decrypt messages that were sent back and forth across their military during World War II. Um, and was very instrumental in winning the Allies the war, essentially. Yep. Very, very impactful story. Very well done. Great performance from Benedict Cumberbatch. And you get to learn some history along the way. So um next up is a movie called the judge i don't know if you've ever seen this one it's got I think so robert downey jr and robert duvall in it and um it's pretty good it's solid it's it's a kind of a family drama of basically robert downey jr's dad is this judge like in a local town and i think robert downey's character actually went off and became a lawyer or something like that but he He's kind of like the black sheep of the family because he went off and, like, abandoned his small town family ah. for the big city life type thing, you know. And there's all this animosity when he comes back into town. And I think he has to come back into town for, I don't know, something. Something's happening. He has to come Probably's back. In trial. Hasn't seen his family in years. And there's, like, all this strife between them and all this stuff. It's pretty good. It's oh, not, you went
1: off to be fucking <clears throat> successful? Right. right. Get how, out of my town.
0: <laughs> how dare you go off and try <laughs> and live your life? Um... The next movie is called The November Man, and I don't remember anything about this movie other than it's Pierce Brosnan, who obviously is known for playing James Bond and had been in a ton of stuff, being like a badass, kind of secret agent, assassin guy. That's basically all I remember. I remember it being pretty cool. I gave it three stars. Um, The next one up is The Purge Anarchy, which I don't even remember which one this was. The Purge movies all kind of blend together for me So that's the
1: one that they like... It's like the American flag, like...
0: Is this the one where they're trying to kill the senator? Yeah, I believe it's so that one. Okay, so this is like number three or something. I, I can't you, remember. There's so many of there's them. There's so many. Bro, yeah, I think this is
1: going to be reality here soon, though.
0: So let me look this up because I think at this point, so I was a big fan of the first one with Ethan Hawke. I'm a big Ethan Hawke fan. Um, the first one comes out in 2013, so actually a year before what we're talking about right now, is really good. Very small contained story with a cool concept, and then they Crazy make
1: concept.
0: Also, the Purge, wait, which one is this one that we're Anarchy. talking about? Anarchy. Okay, so the Purge Anarchy is number two. Then there's the Purge Election Year. Then there's the First Purge. Then there's the Forever Purge, which I think literally just came out. And there was a show on USA called The Purge yep. that went for a couple seasons, I think. So, like, they have milked the shit well, out of that It's about to be franchise. a
1: real life in Illinois, so. We're oh, I think I heard we, about it. We're that. literally gonna watch the purge in real life starting in like January. So
0: Fantastic concept for a movie. Not a fantastic concept yeah, so, for governing a city. So for all of you <laughs> out in
1: Illinois that listen to this, Godspeed and good luck.
0: Right. Maybe uh maybe move. Move, yeah. I was gonna say maybe vote whoever out that came up with that, <laughs> but it's gonna be maybe just Bro, move would probably be a better the move. The
1: fact that they're like, Yeah, you can kill someone and literally be released that night. I was like, Oh,
0: yeah, like what are we doing okay. here, guys? Yeah, let's not get into that. Um, no, let's. <laughs> the, next up, so we got two more people. Thanks for bearing with me. Um, next up is a movie called The Signal. Super fucking weird. I gave this one three stars cause, just because I like sci-fi movies a lot, but it's got Lawrence Fishburne in it, and it's got a huge twist in it that I don't exactly remember. Um, but if you're watching it and you like, just look up the trailer for The Signal if you like sci-fi movies. Um, it's entertaining. Very, very weird and has a crazy twist. It's about all I remember. I've only seen it the one all time. All right. Um, and last up is a movie called Whiplash, which I gave five stars and is a straight-up banger of a movie. It's got uh, Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons, and J.K. Simmons actually wins an Oscar for this movie, and it's basically about Miles Teller's character is a aspiring musician who wants to be a drummer in this like elite-level... like It's not like a band, like a rock band, but like and not like an orchestra either but like i don't maybe it is an orchestra i don't know i think know. it would be an orchestra i don't know how i don't it's know what the proper or... term for it is but they're like a marching
1: band no
0: it's almost like broadway but for like music it's I, an orchestra
1: that would be an orchestra
0: it must then. be an orchestra or something i guess that would be the proper term for it but anyway he's a, he's a drummer right so he's trying out to be a drummer for this orchestra and or J- it could be a church group it's not it's not that oh. <laughs> and jk simmons is the uh, what do you call it the conductor right so basically jk simmons is a fucking asshole in this movie and he his whole thing is basically to drive anyone that he thinks has the potential to be great drive them until they break they break basically because he's like that's what it takes for you to reach your full potential he he's not here for like the i'm going to coddle you i'm going to take it easy on you he's like you have greatness in you i'm going to push you to the breaking point because you need to get there and I'm right. the only, I'm the one who can get you there. And it's this crazy basically Miles Teller's character at first is a little bit like scared of this guy and put off by him and like kind of in like timid around him and then gradually over time they start having like this
1: back and forth back and
0: forth and kind of this headbutting thing sort of going on and Miles Teller like hates this guy but also realizes he's getting him to a place that he never could have reached like musically. Right. And there's some crazy shit that happens in this movie, dude. But this movie is insanely well done. Really well directed. Got really intense performances. And uh, yeah, check it out if you have not seen it. Whiplash, check, check, great check movie. Check it out. Um, okay, so that brings us to the end of the list. That's the new list of movies. Again, that's the 37 in addition to the like 35 that I had initially seen in 2014. So Without further ado, I'll give you guys the list, the original top five that I had in 2014 when I had the original list, and then we'll go over how that list has changed. So the original top five, starting at number five, was The Lego Movie, which straight up great is awesome. Love that movie. Still do. Um, number four, Guardians of the Galaxy. Awesome. Number three, Gone Girl, which, holy shit, terrifying story, but very, very well-made movie. Great movie. Great movie. Number two, The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies, and number one, Interstellar. That's the original top five. So good. Which is uh, so amazing. Um, And then the updated list, do you want me to do mine and then you can do yours, or do you want to go first?
1: Yeah, because I don't remember my initial top five, so go ahead and do your updated one.
0: Okay, so the updated one contains some new movies and some, some of the movies that were in the original list, and they're kind of in a different order. So... The new number five, rather than the Lego movie, is Captain America, The Winter Soldier, which is one of my all-time favorite MCU movies. It's so good. Number four is Gone Girl. So that was number three previously. It's number four now. Number th- the new number three is Inherent Vice, which is what I was raving about earlier as we were going through the list. Love that movie. The new number two is John Wick. It's
1: about time.
0: And number one still is Interstellar. Because you know what, dude? Interstellar is just straight up one of the best too movies good. I've ever seen. It's too good. <laughs> and it's good. one of my favorite Christopher Nolan movies. I think it's it's got to be his, if, if not his best movie, one of his top two or three. Oh, yeah. It has to be. It's amazing.
1: So my top five, and again, I don't remember my original top five because I deleted them would have to be and so this is in no particular order okay you have to have guardians of the galaxy for me okay you have to have interstellar okay um american sniper okay john wick and then i believe in my initial ones i also had um neighbors
0: oh yeah love that so
1: i believe i had the neighbors in my initial one so i would say it's probably between the neighbors and the hobbit because one the hobbit's great but like Neighbors was just such a funny movie. Neighbor, that the first Neighbors like, movie is very good. I like I was like, you know what? I could rewatch this over and over again because yeah. it's great.
0: Yeah. Also, while we're talking about neighbors, neighbors two, if anyone's looking for a hilarious clip to watch yeah. on YouTube, look up the clip where they're trying to spell sorority.
1: It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Those movies are hilarious, dude. S O R O I T Y. Doesn't he spell like it titty? Yeah, she's like
0: <laughs> she's like S-O-R-O-I-T-I-T-Y. He's like sorority. <laughs> those movies are, are very funny, dude. Big fan of those. All right, so that brings us to the end of the update. So thanks, everyone, for listening. That's the that's the movie flashback flashback or the movie flashback redo, however you want to categorize it. So we are now – we did 2013. We've done 2014. and We'll just kind of slowly work our way back up. So if you like movies, um, tune in for these movie flashbacks when they come out. Again, go back and listen to the prior ones. We've done a movie flashback from 2013 all the way through 2021, I believe, and now we've gone back and done 2013 again and now 2014. So – We'll keep doing these. Um, we'll kind of just kind of disperse them out periodically amongst our episodes. Um, so when you see them drop, tune in and, uh, yeah, go back, listen to the prior episodes. And thanks for indulging me while I talk about movies, which is my favorite thing to talk about. So,
1: yeah. So thanks for tuning in. And, yeah. Um We'll probably be back next week with another episode. We'll try and yeah, get hopefully one hopefully next week.
0: next week. We were, Matt and I were both out of town this past weekend, so we, we didn't do a very good job of getting together and recording before we were out of town. So we'll try and do better. This next week, get one posted a little bit sooner. Um, don't know what that one's going to be Fantasy on. Fantasy football. Or not. Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, tune in next week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, yeah, visit the Podbean page. Visit us on Facebook. All the links to all the different um, – Social media networks, all that kind of stuff, will be in one of those two places and all of the episodes. Yep. Um, thanks for the support, and we will talk to you guys next time. Appreciate it. Later. See ya.